You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi there, you're joining me for episode 165 of the Blended Family Podcast. I hope you're all doing well. I'm feeling a little bit better this week. If you've been listening, you know I've been struggling lately. We've had an abundance of stress here, and I was starting to feel defeated. Both Sean and I were so overwhelmed that we weren't connecting in the way we needed to. The stress was making us irritable, and so we didn't really have the energy to give one another the love that we needed to. We were just kind of drained. But last weekend, one of our very close friends offered to take us out on the boat. We almost didn't go because it was a two-hour drive there on a Sunday, and then, of course, a two-hour drive home the same day. But we did go, and it was a great thing that we did. We spent the whole day on the water. I'll tell you, there's something magical about the water, the energy of it. It felt like it was washing away our troubles. We were able to relax away from all the trouble, the work, the kids and the stress, we talked, we connected. It was exactly what we needed. So why am I telling you this? That is the topic of the show today. It's self-help week, and I wanna talk about the importance of connection. And my own experience really opened up my eyes. It showed me not only how easy we can lose touch with our partner, but also how quickly we can get it back if we make the effort. And I should say that Sean and I have a wonderful relationship. When we're alone, it's pretty much perfect, but we still have to work on our relationship, even though it's great, because when the hard times come, it's easy to not pay attention to it. It's easy to lose focus on the relationship because you're too busy just trying to stay afloat, trying to manage stress and dealing with kids and exes. Blended families are so much more complex than traditional families. I say that all the time, and the same goes for the relationship. The couple in a blended family has so much more to deal with than a couple in a traditional home. There are just more stresses that can interfere. So let's talk about connection. There are four types of connection that I'm going to talk about today. Of course, you can research and you'll find all different kinds of connection that people will talk about, but I'm gonna talk about the four that I think are most important in a relationship. And those are emotional, physical, intellectual, and soul. So first we're gonna talk about emotional connection. Emotional connection is extremely important in relationships. This, to me, is the one that is the most noticeable when it's lacking. Emotional connection means you know the other's emotions and feelings on an intimate level. This type of connection usually takes some time to build. It grows when a couple in a relationship is together long enough to build trust and share their innermost secrets, fears, and dreams. When a couple can be vulnerable with one another, when they can cry together and laugh together, you know, going through tough times actually helps to strengthen the emotional connection that you have. If you turn towards one another instead of away, when you can lean on your partner, a strong emotional connection means that you can be present with your partner no matter what their emotions are and just be there with them feeling with them, understanding them. When the connection is strong, you feel 
where you should feel as if you can be yourself completely with your partner. And you will allow them to be themselves as well. When emotional connection is lost, you will definitely feel very disconnected from your partner. So what are some things you can do to maintain your emotional connection with your partner? And I say maintain, by the way, because you really never stop working on it. Once you stop, it can just go away again. So you have to keep at it. Communication is most important for building emotional connection by sharing everything with complete honesty. You have to be able to tell one another what you need and what you want in the relationship, even if you're scared to say it. And then the other person needs to be listening and trying to understand where the other is coming from. We don't always have to agree, but at least we can try to understand where the other is coming from And that is going to build a feeling of safety for both of you in the relationship. Also, look at your arguments. Do you know how to forgive and move on? Or do you stay in that place? You know, if you let anger or resentment well up in you, you're not going to be able to be emotionally connected. When you have a disagreement, things should be talked about. But even if you don't agree, can you learn to let things go and forgive? Can you work on them? Another important part of emotional connection is rediscovering your partner over and over again. Most couples think if they've been together long enough, they just know everything about the other. But we're all constantly changing. We aren't the same person as we were last year or even last month. We change our minds, we change our views all the time. So if you think you know your partner in and out, You might be mistaken. When was the last time you talked about what they like or don't like? Do you know their favorite restaurant or TV show? Do you know what they like sexually? Do you have those kind of intimate conversations on a regular basis? As parents, especially in blended homes, we can get so wrapped up in kids and family that we don't stop to really nurture the emotional aspect in our relationship with our partner. So it's super, super important. That to me, that's the big one there. Next, physical connection. Physical connection does not just mean sexual connection, although that is a big part for many, many couples. When we talk about sexual connection, we know that not every couple is a match. Some people have a much higher sex drive than others, and oftentimes couples struggle with this. So it's important to know what you both want sexually in the relationship and to keep talking about these things. And sometimes there needs to be compromise so that both partners feel satisfied. You know, some couples can be okay with having sex once a month, others once a week, and some want it every day. You just need to make sure that you are both happy with the amount that you're having. If not, you need to talk about it. But like I said, sex isn't the only way to connect physically. Touch, touch is so important. Are you touching your partner every day? This could be holding their hand in the car, kissing them before bed at night, giving them a foot rub or shoulder massage. Humans need touch to thrive. If the sex is lacking, you can make up for that in other ways. Think about your own relationship. Do you incorporate touch every single day? If not, you need to start adding it in. What it does is it tells your partner without even having to say a word, tells them that you love them, that you care, 
There was even a study done which showed that touch could be used as a tool for communicating empathy. It actually results in a pain-killing effect. My favorite form of touch is hugging. I am a hugger and that's how I show my love to people. And a long hug can instantly make your partner feel loved and it releases feel-good chemicals in the body and it can reduce blood pressure. Cuddling together is also nice. When Sean and I go to bed, it's too hot to cuddle sometimes, but we always make sure that one part is touching, like even just our toe or our hand. All right, let's move on to intellectual connection. This one is probably less important than the other two, but still important nonetheless. And some people may find this extremely important. Actually, sapiosexuals are defined as people who find intelligence sexually attractive or arousing. So of course, some people are gonna find this extremely important. How well do you and your partner know one another intellectually? And how important is that to you? Can you have conversations about things that matter? You don't have to share the same interests, but can you be willing to learn and experience the other's interests? Can you have deep conversations about life, the world, philosophy, politics, and religion? Again, it's not about sharing the same things. It's more about expanding your knowledge together, getting into deep conversations together. And like I said, this one, this one's important depends on the couple. Some of you may have never even thought about this. So think about it now. Are you happy with the intellectual connection that you have with your partner right now? If not, maybe that's something you wanna start working on. And it's easy to do that, just start talking. And last, the soul connection. This one might bother some of you because some people don't like talking about spirituality, but there are enough of you listening that are interested, and I know that, so I'm not going to skip it. So, did you ever feel magnetically drawn to someone? <clears throat> Sometimes you meet someone and you feel as if you already know them or that you've had a previous lifetime with them. A soul connection is very strong, and they're usually long-lasting, if not forever. There will be a different kind of intensity with this relationship. By the way, not all soul connections are romantic. Many are, but some friendships are soul connections. Anyways, a soul connection is something that is deeper than typical relationships. Often, two people that have a soul connection will help one another grow in spectacular ways. And that doesn't mean it's easy. Actually, some of these relationships can be a struggle because you can bring out the best and the worst within each other. This is how you grow. And I strongly believe that Sean and I have this type of connection and it's nothing either of us have experienced before in any of our other relationships. But it is hard because we challenge one another in many ways. So when you're trying to connect deeper on a soul level, there are things you can do to help. I talked earlier about communication. When communicating on a soul level, it goes deeper than your normal conversations. This is where you talk about soul issues. What is the meaning of life to you? What is your purpose? What is your passion? And then how can you help one another grow, both as a person and spiritually? How can you work together as a team to live the life that you want? How can you work together as a team to help your children grow into the best versions of themselves? Soul gazing is a practice used by many where you look into your partner's eyes 
for an extended time, and this is supposed to deepen intimacy and spiritual connection. And some people really don't like to do this practice. They feel kind of silly doing it, kind of makes you giggle a little bit, and it's definitely not for everyone. But aside from that, how often do you make eye contact with your partner? Do you really look at them when they talk to you? It's important. If soul gazing is too intimate, you can always try to do it while being intimate with your partner. Many people close their eyes during sex, but opening them and looking directly into your partner's eyes can create a whole new experience and level of intimacy. So you could try that first before you try the soul gazing bit. So those are the four types of connection that I wanted to talk about today. Once again, they are emotional, physical, intellectual, and soul. Some couples connect pretty evenly on all of them. Other couples connect better on some than others. And then there are some couples that might be completely lacking some of them. It's best to work on all of them as a whole because that's what's going to create a balanced relationship and one where you're feeling more fulfilled. There are some couples, though, that might be fine leaving one or two completely out. And that's okay if it works for both of you. And I say both of you because it's important for both partners to feel satisfied with the level of connection in all areas. If you both agree that, let's say, physical connection is not important, well, then that's okay. However, if one partner feels okay with it and the other doesn't, well, then that's not going to work because somebody's not going to be feeling fulfilled. You have to both be okay with the levels that you have. And if one of you is not happy, then you both need to work on how to find some kind of balance that works for both of you where you're compromising a little bit, but you both feel satisfied. Couples can become strangers without even noticing how. So I'm encouraging you to take the time you need to connect and work on your relationship no matter what else is going on. If things are rocky right now in your life and with your family, it might be the last thing you want to think about doing, but it's actually the time where it's most important. There are honestly so many ways that you can connect, but I'm going to give you some of my favorites today. For both emotional and intellectual connection, get out in nature. It doesn't matter where you live. We are all surrounded by nature of some kind, whether it's near the beach like me or somewhere near the mountains or near the forest. Just get out together and do something outdoors together with no talk of the children, work, or stress. That is the rule. Just hold hands, take in the clean air, enjoy your partner's company, find something that you both like to do, turn off the TV and turn towards one another. When you're home, we are all absorbed in the TVs and phones 24-7. It's just a part of our life right now, right? And our kids too. Turn off the technology for a little while and have a good old conversation where you are looking directly at one another, where you're not distracted. Don't be looking at Facebook while you're having a conversation with your partner that's serious because that's not fair. You're being distracted. Don't tell me that you have nothing to talk about either. If you're saying that you aren't connecting enough on a deep level, there are always things to talk about. Sean and I work together all day and are pretty much always together, yet we're always talking. Have conversations about deep and profound things that is going to deepen your connection to one another. Don't ever stop talking to one another. That's when that connection just dies right out. Okay, for physical and soul connection, my favorite exercise is to sit facing one another, 
maybe Indian style on the bed or something. There are two things you can try. The first one is hold hands and look into the other's eyes while trying to breathe in sync. That's kind of like that soul gazing thing that I was talking about earlier. That might be too uncomfortable for many of you and that's totally okay. So the other idea is stay in that same position, but instead of holding hands, you're going to embrace heart to heart, meaning your head is gonna go to the right. I know a lot of us, we go to hug somebody and our head automatically goes to the left side, but you're gonna put your head to the right so that both of your hearts are against each other. And then you're gonna breathe slowly together in and out while you can almost feel your hearts beating together. And this strengthens your connection in many, many ways. I want you to do that for, you know, start off with at least 30 seconds to a minute, and then you can increase the time as you practice that together if you're enjoying it. And the last suggestion for connecting is you need to learn how to have fun together. Us adults, we're just so serious all the time. And we have to be, right? We have responsibilities, but life isn't meant to be all work and no play. What kind of fun are you having as a couple? This doesn't mean playing mini golf with a family. It's easier to have fun in the presence of children. They set a great example for us, but when you and your partner are alone, do you have fun? Do you belly laugh when you're together? Do you dance and act silly? Sometimes it's okay to act like children. We can play too. Having fun with your partner eases stress and brings you closer together, whatever your version of fun is. It's not going to be the same for everybody. Maybe it's dancing for one couple. Maybe another couple likes to have game night with adult friends. Maybe you like going to a comedy show. It's going to look different for every couple. But if you and your partner can't remember the last time you laughed together, then you need to get working on that. And I don't mean laughing at something that the kids said or did. I mean together alone laughing and enjoying each other. So hopefully today's show helps some of you to take a closer look at your own relationship and see where you might be able to make some improvements on connection. Before I go though, just a quick announcement. I know that I usually do those at the beginning, but I kind of got right into the topic today and I skipped over it. Last week I mentioned I'm running a contest this month to see if anyone would like to help me create a new intro to the show. I know some of you aren't thrilled with the intro and it's just time for a change anyway. So the winner will receive a free coaching session, which is valued at $95. The rules are that the intro needs to be 30 seconds or less and I will need it in an MP3 file and it needs to sound professional. Now, some of you may not have the means to do that. So if I love it and it doesn't have a great sound quality, that is still okay. Really what we're looking for is something original that goes with the show. If I like your idea, we can always tweak it. If you're looking for music to use, premiumbeat.com has some great tracks. Remember, we're not allowed to steal music. It has to be royalty free. So you do have to watch with that. And if you want to create one with the music that I already use, which I would still love, I can send you that file. All submissions should be emailed to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. And I'm really hoping for some participation. It would be fun and it would take something off of my plate, which would be incredible for me, but no pressure, guys, no pressure. If, if nobody participates, I'm just going to go ahead and do it myself at the end of the month. 
All right. So that's the show today. Feedback or questions, as always, sent to that same email, melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Or maybe you want to add to what we talked about today. Continue the conversation over in the private Facebook group, which is over at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. By the way, there was an issue with that link. Uh, It has since been fixed. Thank you to my listener who pointed that out to me. You know, I don't always know if something isn't working with my website unless you tell me. So please don't ever hesitate to reach out to me if something seems wrong. Next week, I'll be back with another show to tackle a blended family issue. Thank you so much for listening and have a great week, everyone. Bye. You're listening to The Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Melissa.